Would you like to live a healthier, happier, and more fulfilled life? Cultures from all over our planet have been addressing that concern for thousands of years, and their answers can help you in your life today. Join anthropologist and healer Robert Vetter as he introduces you to cultures of health and healing. Get ready now to try out some healing beliefs and practices from far and wide. Here's the host of your show, Robert Vetter. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm very happy today to have Dr. Eliseo Cheo Torres with me, a friend and colleague for a number of years. Since he was a boy growing up on the border of Texas and Mexico, Eliseo Torres, known to everyone as Cheo, has been fascinated by the folk traditions and folkways of Mexico and of his Mexican-American roots. Both of his parents were versed in aspects of herbal lore and healing, and as he matured, he learned from them a love and respect for the history and folk knowledge of the ancient art of curanderismo, or Mexican folk healing. Now an administrator at the University of New Mexico, where he is vice president for student affairs and a member of the faculty of the College of Education, Cheo teaches three classes on traditional medicine, and regularly lectures and gives presentations on the history and lore of curanderismo to audiences ranging from scholars and students of Latin American culture to people hoping to become knowledgeable about alternative and traditional medicine, including lay people and medical professionals alike. He has published four books on his life and his research in traditional medicine, emphasizing medicinal plant and rituals, and published by the University of New Mexico Press and Kendall Hunt Publishing Company. So Cheo, welcome to the show. So nice to have you here. Thank you, Bob. It's a pleasure to be with you. Today, um, in part one of our three separate sessions, I'd like to talk a little bit about your personal life, your history, in curanderismo, touching on some of the high points of your life, and if you could, maybe a takeaway for our listeners, something that they can learn about your life in curanderismo. Well, thank you, Bob. Um, of course, I grew up with this topic. Um, we grew up in a rural area of South Texas. Um, my dad was a rancher, came from a ranching family. My mom came from a farming family. Uh, they met, they married, and we lived in a rural area. Uh, our ranch was about 40 miles from the nearest hospital or health clinic. So my mom relied on using plants for healing rituals that many of us practice now. And that's the way I grew up. Uh, she didn't consider herself a curandera, but she knew a lot about traditional medicine from her grandmother or from her mother, my grandmother, should I say. Uh, and uh, she would uh, perform uh, all sorts of rituals on us and give us medicinal plants that would tell us, kids, don't you dare get sick. And if you do, I'm going to be your doctor. And she was. She kept all us, all eight of us healthy, fairly healthy. But my poor mom could not really explain to me why she did the things she did. And later on, when I started the university, I, I, one of my major professors, my mentor, Dr. Stanley Bittinger, whom you may have met, Bob. Yes. Uh, 
I interviewed him. You'll be coming to the classes for a while in 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 uh, Albuquerque. You remember him? Dr. Yeah, I, I not only did I get to meet him at the class, but I also went to his home and interviewed him there. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. In South Texas, yeah. So you met one of my mentors, and he um, in, invited a group of students to travel with him to Mexico, um, and that lasted more than 20 years uh, that I traveled with him by car back then. Mexico was fairly safe to travel by car, and we would travel all the way from the Texas border of Mexico and the U.S., all the way to the Guatemalan border between Guatemala and Mexico. It would take us about three days to get to the Guatemalan border. And on one of those trips, uh, he said, you know, we don't have 10, 15 days to do the trip. I'm going to take you to a place close to the border by the name of Espinazo, Nuevo Leon, Mexico, where you will be experiencing a curandero happening. Uh, I'm not sure what term to use, but it was a festival of sorts, honoring the life of the famous Nino Fidencio Curandero, who died in 1938. I knew very little about this Curandero. We went to this festival, and it was just fascinating, Bob. It's like going back 100 years ago. Uh, people were still practicing the traditions that this famous healer was doing back in the 1920s, because he died in 1938. And I fell in love with this happening, this event. Um, I also found out that one of my colleagues, um, Leo Carrillo, who taught at a neighboring university in South Texas, was writing a book and studying this tradition of Fidencista movement, named after this famous healer, Nino Fidencio. To make a long story short, um, Leo Carrillo, my friend, was, was a, a, a mentee of this, uh, another famous curandero who was alive at the time. His name uh, was Chenchito, whom you also met. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think that you got pretty close to Chenchito. I you did. You hit it off with him. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. Well, uh, Chenchito, um, I met him. Uh, he, he became a mentor also. And... I, this relationship of Chenchito lasted about 30 years. Um, to tell you a funny story about Chenchito, um, earlier when I had come to New Mexico, I called Leo, Leo Carrillo, and I said, how is Chenchito doing? And he said, well, I hear Chenchito died. I said, really? He said, yes, but he was already around 65 or so. And I said, well, thank you for telling me. Well, fast forward, uh, about five years ago, I get a call from Roswell, New Mexico, and there's this lady, and she says, my name is Margarita, and I have a healer here that came to see my mom who's dying, and she asked if we bring this healer. His name is Chenchito. I said, I thought he was dead. She said, no, he's alive. <laughs> so I talked to Chenchito on the phone, and, and he said, I, I want to come see you. I said, well, fine, Chenchito. So... Uh, I said, well, why don't you wait until our summer class that you're familiar with? And he said, fine. I didn't think he, was coming, he would come again from Mexico because it's a long drive. He doesn't fly. Well, surprise, he came to my class, and he was a hit. You remember him? Of course. Uh, he was already almost 90 years old, a wonderful healer. Whom, who, and the reason I bring up Chanchito is because 
he was able to explain the things my dear mom could not explain about plants, about rituals. And he became a wonderful, wonderful mentor. Unfortunately, in 2018, he passed away at the age of 90 something. But um, we are blessed, you and I, that we got to meet him, one of the great curanderos. And it's as if we had met the famous Nino Fidencio who died in 1938. Exactly. So I have met some wonderful, wonderful people in this tradition, just like you have, because you have worked with Laurencio from Mexico for many years. And uh, you've learned to appreciate what he brings to healing because his grandmother was a great healer, like Chanchito was to me. Chanchito is, I mean, uh, uh, Laurencio is to you, I believe. Exactly. So those are some of the stories of how I've been involved in, in this in this tradition of healing. And um, I've fallen in love with these wonderful healers who give so much and receive so little um, well, they receive a lot of love, but they don't make a profit uh, doing their healings. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if you would tell one or two of the stories. Um, now I'm trying to remember which of your books. Well, you know what? Can you give the titles of your books before I go on to my question? Y yes, uh, Bob. Uh, one of my, my latest books, well, let me start with some of my first books. Um, they're out of print, but one of them, uh, the first book was um, Healing with Herbs and Rituals. Uh, that's pretty much out of print. Um, the second one was um, Curandero, uh, and uh, that's also out of print. I took those two books, and I put together one book that's called Healing with Herbs and Rituals, a Mexican Tradition. In this book, I mentioned uh, three famous curanderos who were all dead. Uh, Don Pedrito Jaramillo, who comes from uh, South Texas, uh, he died in 1907. Uh, Teresita, Teres Teresita comes from Sonora, Mexico, to Ch she went to Chihuahua, Mexico, came to El Paso. She was exiled from Mexico by President Plutarco Elias Calles, I'm sorry, uh, Porfirio Diaz. And she came to, um, uh, to, to El Paso, went to Arizona, San Francisco, wound up in New York City, Bob. Can you believe that? When she fell in love with a gentleman by the name John Van Order, married him because they say he was bilingual, knew Spanish and English. Uh, she was a hit in New York. Um, this is the 1800s. Came back to uh, Arizona and is buried in Clifton, Arizona. That's Teresita. And then the last curandero is the youngest. He died in 1930. That's that 38, that's the famous Nino Fidencio. And then I, I, I write about the basic um, uh, rituals, uh, maldiojo, susto, empacho, caída de mollera, a few things that, that, that you're familiar with. Mm -hmm. And then uh, a list of plants, uh, plants that I adapted uh, also and wrote um, um, later when I edited this book for a new edition, Plants of New Mexico, plants like Osha, um, and other plants that are common to uh, to the Southwest and New Mexico. <clears throat> the second book is called Curandero, A Life in Mexican or a Mexican Folk Healing. I think that may be the book you're referring to where I write stories about my life, about my mother, my father, how they practice traditional medicine, and then about Chanchito, my teacher. Uh, the first chapter I call is The Awakening when I first went to Espinaus when the things that happened to me that woke me up to this medicine, things that you can't explain, things that happened to me at this 
festival, uh, this great festival that I went to many years before, but I went back um, after I had met Chanchito and things happened to me at this festival. And about other things that happened throughout my life and, and, and including some of the, the classes that um, I've been able to work with for the last 20 years. And then um, as part of the class, I, I wrote a book called Curanderismo, where I, I summarize many uh, modules. I call them modules, but they're videos that we take. You're in one of those videos of many, many wonderful curanderos. And I, and I take those videos and I form two online classes. And I call the book Curanderismo. And I add more information to this book. And the third book is Curandero, where I have, um, I have bios, of, including yours, uh, bios of many famous curanderos. Some have passed on. They have passed on to the spirit world. Many of them are still with us today. And then uh, in this book, I also write about curanderos of the future. Um, those people that are apprenticing right now, some may be apprenticing with you. Uh, the books, many of these books are now being translated to Spanish. Curanderos already in Spanish. And um, other books are being translated as we speak because we also teach a course at the University of New Mexico in Spanish under the Spanish and Portuguese department. So this movement seems to be growing and I get a lot of inquiries from all over the country and outside of the country about the class and we bring a lot of um, uh, wonderful healers from all over the world and you've met some of these healers from Africa, uh, from Peru, from El Salvador, from Guatemala and they keep coming. Absolutely. Well, I want to endorse, personally endorse your writings and say that I think I've read every word you've ever written without exaggeration. Well, thank um, you, Bob. And, at and least in the, a, in the books. <laughs> you've been a dear friend and, 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 and part of this movement, so I appreciate it. And you've taken this movement to New York and, and to Long Island, and, uh, and you've worked with several healers from Mexico, especially Laurencio. So Absolutely. thank you for doing that. Well, I, now, if I could get back to your personal life, if you don't mind, Cheo. Um, in the book, the, the book Curandero, you described some experiences that you had when you arrived. And, and it, forgive me, because it's been a few years since I read that particular book. But I, I seem to recall there was, uh, there was something along the lines of a, a, a pilgrimage that you went on. Yes, yes. That pilgrimage happened in the town of Espinazo, where this festival happens. Um, so yes, I, I did a pilgrimage on the spur of the moment. Uh, it just happens. I mean, there's a reason for things to happen to one's life, and it was a wonderful experience. Can you describe it for us? Sure. I went to Espinazo with a friend of mine, Tim, from Austin, Texas, and one evening we were having dinner and I overheard this group of elderly ladies talking about a pilgrimage to Bell's Mountain, Cerro de la Campana. And I interrupted them and I said, uh, excuse me, I, I, I hear that you want to, you're doing a pilgrimage tomorrow. They said, yes. The ladies must have been in their, they must, must have been in their 60s, 70s. It's a group of about maybe five ladies. And I said, can I join you? They said, well, you're more than welcome to join us. So then they said, but, but we're leaving like at five o'clock in the morning. I said, well, I'll be here. Tell me where. They said, well, we'll meet here again tomorrow morning. 
Well, I joined them the next morning and they said, well, first of all, take your shoes off. We're going to walk barefooted. And they didn't tell me how long the walk was, but it was <laughs> a lengthy walk. So we walked in the hot sun and they said, we are going to sacrifice our body on this pilgrimage. I said, well, fine. So we walked for maybe three or four hours in the hot sun and it is hot in Espinazo. Uh, there's a mountain range and we got to that mountain range and there's this not a very uh, high mountain called Bell's Mountain, Cerro de la Campana, where el, the famous Nino Fidens used to, to go and meditate like the meditation of Gethsemane, if Christ meditated in Gethsemane, there's a correlation there. So we, we, we walk up this mountain and there's, we're barefooted, remember. So there's cactus and there's <laughs> rocks <laughs> and we finally get to the top of the mountain and, and my feet are bleeding and I'm tired. I mean, the ladies are tired and we, we get to the top of the mountains. We, we pray, we sing, we embrace each other. And it was one of the one, most wonderful experiences of my life. I've learned that, that sacrificing and meditating is part of the healing process. The, 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 what I took from that trip to Espinazo was this pilgrimage with these wonderful ladies that, that I didn't know, but we, became, we bonded, we became good friends, we communicated with one another for, for the longest time. All of them have passed on to the other world, but the experience has been a blessing. I continue doing pilgrimages here in Albuquerque. I, I, do a, I walk about 20 miles, uh, to Chimayo, where there's this sacred um, place uh, and um, in this wonderful chapel and church in, in close to the mountains of, of New northern New Mexico. And this is on, on Good Friday. I, I've done this for many, many years. My family and I do it. And the sacrifice and the pilgrimage have been very healing to me. So that's basically the story of um, the pilgrimage that I write about and Curandero, the book Curandero. Well, I, I love that part of the book. I mean, the, the, it left a lasting impression on me. And I just want to touch on that, that takeaway that within Curanderismo and within world traditions that we can discuss, other world traditions, there is this central theme of sacrifice that we don't find as much in popular spirituality and even religion in the United States. You know, my, my critique of American spirituality would be that people want the shortcut. They always want the easy way. And where we have pilgrimage, we have hardship. And there is this underlying idea that we, through sacrifice, we give up something of ourself in order to receive something that's even more valuable. And I think that's an important takeaway from your story, and certainly one that we find echoed throughout Curanderismo and throughout world traditions. And we'll pick up on this and some other things in our subsequent talks. Uh, we'll be having two more. So I'm going to encourage everybody to come back for our next session with Cheo Torres, where he's going to talk about some of the messages and teachings from his most important teachers. So Cheo, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Bob.
This has been Cultures of Health and Healing with Robert Fetter. Thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe and rate this show and share it with others. Until next time, remember, your health and healing matter, and you can find your own unique path to optimum wellness.